Hi, I'm Dawn. And I'm Colleen. And this is Austin and the A-Train. Today, we are talking about a Hallmark movie. It is, of course, Christmas-themed, and the title is Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. So here is what they put uh, on the Amazon Prime video description. I think it's also from IMDb, but anyway. A Hallmark Channel original movie. Darcy returns home for Christmas and quickly reconnects with her high school nemesis, Luke. Luke Bennett. Bennett. Ha ha ha, we're so cute. Um, forced to spend some time together plan- planning a charity gala, they realize the hasty judgments they made in high school may be incorrect. They're leaving out like several plot lines, but it doesn't really matter because those plot lines didn't really go there anywhere. My first thought of watching this, because they were high school rivals, uh, that's like the whole premise, they're high school rivals that fall in love, reminded me of this meme I saw, I think it was like yesterday, and it said, if you knew me before my 20s, you don't really know me, you know first season me, we were severely underfunded, and the writing team was going through a lot, and I kept thinking about that while I was watching this, because they were just like, oh, well in high school I did blah blah blah, but now I'm different. It's just, it was like a very silly premise for a Pride and Prejudice retelling. Well, that was like, so I actually, um, I think I helped out something with like my hometown. I think it was a year or two ago. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. it was over a year now. And someone was just like, oh, that's great. I'm like, yeah, we'll catch up after we ha- like help volunteer with this thing. And in my head, I was like, I sat next to you for a year in the cafeteria and lunch and you barely mm-hmm. said a word to me. Yeah. Why? What are you going to catch up on? You need to yeah. catch up on like my entire life before you do that. Exactly. Like, you know what's great about social media is that I don't actually have to catch up with people. Like, I just be like, oh, cool. Find me on Facebook. Bye. I mean, I sometimes, like, I kind of like the in-person where I'm like, I'm doing this, and, you know, you totally say things. Like, because what, oh, yeah. what do you say, like, the, the official titles and things that you actually yes. do? It's, in, it, like, sometimes it can, like, feel a lot more beefed up. Like, sometimes, yeah. it, it, like, you're not doing nothing, but it definitely sounds more beefed up when you say the official titles of stuff Pro you're doing. tip, when you're writing your resume... Pretend like you're explaining your job to people you went to high school with that you want to impress. That's a really good tip. It's, a, it's <laughs> what I do. My cover letter is me just explaining myself to people that I'm trying to impress. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good tip. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay. See, we, like, such noteworthy content here. You're welcome, okay. everyone. Okay, so the town that they came from is called Pemberley. Pemberley, Ohio. Pemberley, Ohio. Is this a real place? Ugh. I kept thinking to, to say that, to like look it up, but then I didn't. Okay, I'm actually going to look it up. I don't I think so. I feel like it's not. I think I they were like just trying not. to make loose connections to Jane Austen. Okay. Oh, yeah, because like the bad business person's name was Austen. Like, seriously, you went for Austen? You could have gone for Wickham? Yeah, that like, too. Oh, and my like, God. They're so... Darcy has, like, this, like, boyfriend that she's on and off with, and she's off with, like, for the start of the movie, but they might get back together. They don't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he could have totally been a Wickham character. So there's this plot line where Darcy is a an investment banker, and I liked that, actually. I thought that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. There were things that I think could have been good. I think you can kind of have, like, a Christmassy Jane Austen. I think it is possible to make mm-hmm. it still... 
true with the theme, tr- a little, mm-hmm. like, you're going to take liberties with the source, but, like, we were discussing Bridget Jones, like, that wasn't exactly true to the source, but it was brilliant, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. Honestly, with Bridget Jones, the more we talked about it, the more I actually liked it. Like, when I first watched it, I was like, this is terrible, but I also think I just appreciate it more now that I'm, I'm in more of a Bridget Jones type of space. Well, I think, too, like, the big thing that we took away from it was this isn't a direct adaptation, but it's really good. And, like, the essence was, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, the essence of Pride and Prejudice is marrying for happiness. Please just find your own happiness um, rather than marrying for status. And, like, Bridget Jones finds her own happiness. And I think that we could have done, they could have done something with that, with this movie, Mm -hmm. where it was, like make the hard decisions to find your own happiness and like whatnot and so there was this plot so Darcy is an investment banker and she loves what she's doing because she gets to help people and I'm like okay that actually kind of fits with Mr. Darcy because like when we Mm -hmm. go to Pemberley the servants describe him as very generous and yeah he he would totally have been an investment banker and he would have done it for, mm-hmm. oh, I want to help small businesses. Like, I could yeah. totally see him doing that. Mm-hmm. And her big thing is, I think we should lower the minimums for investing, which is actually a very sound business advice. Like, there are yeah. several online mm-hmm. banks now that have become crazy popular because they basically have no minimums to invest. So mm-hmm. even if you're in crazy amount of debts, you, I, think, like, I think there's one that does, it rounds up. Like mm-hmm. or even if you purchases. like don't, because a lot of times when you start a business, you don't make a profit at, at least for like the first year. To my knowledge, I'm not a business person, but that's just what I've heard. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really good idea. I could totally have seen like the Darcy, fr- Mr. Darcy from the books, doing something like that. I liked the setup for the opening scene. However, she was supposed to be in the middle of New York City, and then she's it's like winter. Winter in New York City is disgusting. If you've That's ever gross. been there, you know this. <laughs> um, but they're trying to make it look all pretty, and she like gets off the subway, and there's like this outdoor coffee stand that she goes to. Like it's a an outdoor kid. cappuccino machine. Like it's an outdoor <laughs> cappuccino machine, and I was just like. The people who wrote this have clearly never been to any type of city because yeah, you have um, the people in their little like little I, I don't know what to call it like kiosk things where like you can pack it up and like roll it away like that sort of thing like yeah, I would believe that. But this dude was he literally just set up like a card table outside and had this giant cappuccino machine and just casually gave her a coffee and I was like, this is not a legitimate business like. I don't yeah. think he had to register. I don't think he had anything. Like, it just also, looks so silly. Do you, like... Okay, I think he would be, like, run off the street. Like, someone would steal that cappuccino mm-hmm. machine like that. And they have yeah, to... Yeah, are you kidding me? If somebody left, you don't leave things out in New York unless you want somebody to take it. Also, they didn't... Like, this is just a small thing, but it's just one of those, like... It's those weird symbols of, like, New York that are, like, everyday things that, like... Yep people who are not New Yorkers just get obsessed with, like, yep. the um, the Greek coffee cup that's, like, yes. thank you for your, like, thank you for your whatever. Like, that. Yeah, I've thank only you for s- your, like, patronage, or thank you, yeah. like, it was a pleasure to serve you, or something like that. Which, like, I've lived in this area for, like, five, like, six or seven years, I want to say now, and, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've only seen, seen them. I've never, I've only ever seen it at, like, tourist stops. Like, yeah, I'm sure, I've like... I've never seen them anywhere else, yeah. I'm sure, like, 15 years ago, like, it was true, but now, like, 
So it's like, okay, you're not even going to do the tongue-in-cheek thing where you put, like, the little Greek coffee cup in there. Right. Anyway, enough about oh, us yeah. ragging because we live near New York about it, about their interpretation <laughs> of New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that like, really annoyed me because I was like, the, the, whoever wrote this has clearly never been to New York in the winter and doesn't realize that it's miserable and nobody wants to stand outside ordering something when you could go inside and order something instead. Oh, someone like Darcy totally would have just, like, Starbucks apped. Also, like, Starbucks apped, like, uh... This is why Darcy... This is why I relate to Mr. Darcy now that I'm older. Because I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. Let's app that. Thank you. No contacts. Okay, enough about, like, the coffee shop. So she wants to make the sound business decision, which, like, Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint, that actually makes sense of lowering the minimums for their investments. And that's, like, her whole thing with the business Mm -hmm. decisions as far as we can tell. And that would actually bring on more clients and more investors, so I don't Mm -hmm. know why they're so against it. Like, Yeah, well, she also talks about that in the opening scene when she was talking to the coffee guy, and I actually kind of like that, where she's talking to him, and he's like, oh yeah, my son got into Stanford. Because I was like, oh, she like talks to the person, she gets coffee with. That was such a Lizzie Bennett move, though. That That was was not a Mr. Darcy move. But anyway, um... Yeah, I liked that and how she was, like, trying to help people who, like, didn't have a lot of money. She was like, oh, like, I'll see what I can do. It's part of this big plan I have. So I thought that was really good for establishing character. There's, like, 17 plot lines in this movie that go mm-hmm. absolutely nowhere. And one of them is that I guess her partners in the firm that she's a part of, which, by the mm-hmm. way, they have a gorgeous office for being a somewhat new firm. Like, Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, this must be an established place. Also, this movie came out in 2019, so last year. Mm-hmm. Um, for context on like all the financial stuff, because it's, it's not like it came out before 2008, where everyone was just like, nah, rich people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is so, pretty new. Like, yeah, and I thought the new. conflict was just not a very modern problem, especially for a young company. That's like their bread and butter for a young company to be like, we're affordable for the everyday person. Yeah, like that's how you kind of get people to go on. And so their whole thing is like they want to raise the minimums so that they can yeah. more high profile clients, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And then that plot line just kind of goes nowhere. I kept like, yeah. trying to figure out where the plot of the movie was going to go. I was, like, pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as predictable as I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, it was definitely a little... It, it, there are some weird twist, twists and turns that I'm not sure, I'm not sure but, how like, I felt about them. The twists and the turns, like, got resolved as soon as they twisted. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, it was all tied, tied up very neatly. Also, this movie is an hour and 22 minutes, which... It was very short, and it definitely felt kind of short because of that, because, like, something would happen and be like, ooh, how are they going to drag this out? And then it's just resolved. Yeah. But, like, the point that I was getting to is, like, okay, so you have this plot line where, like, her partners are trying to turn on her. Like, sure, that mm-hmm. that works within the world of Pride and Prejudice, and that works within, like, this mm-hmm. Hallmark Christmas land yeah. world. That the big city lady's going to get cheated out of her... Her, yeah, her clients like, and stuff. Yeah, sure. That's a plotline that could totally work within Pride and Prejudice, and that's a plotline that could totally work within this, like, Christmassy land world. Like, I think what could have been, like, a cool turn is if her, like, boyfriend who works for her father, who's also an ex-boyfriend. investment banker. Oh, ex-boyfriend. Like, Which was if, weird. 
he like sold out or like he was gonna sell out her dad and like join like her partner like that right, would have been, that a, cool would have been a wickham move that would have been a wickham move that would have been closer to pride and prejudice but that's not a hallmark movie I would but the also stakes like are to, too high with that. Yeah, <laughs> I would also like to preface this with the only Hallmark movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie that I've watched is Princess for Christmas, and it's because my dad is obsessed with it. Um, it's honestly an adorable movie. It has Roger Moore randomly in it. Um, it it's so cheesy. It's about this family, and it's like this is the parents um, die. Ugh, okay, I'm explaining this really badly. Okay, so. The dad was, like, a, a duke or, like, a prince or something like that. Uh, hold on. I'm just going to look up the synopsis. Don't stall for time. Okay. So, just as a heads up, I this was my first Hallmark Christmas movie ever, by the way. <laughs> um, I am a little Christmas elf when it comes to, like, the holiday season. It's just that all of, like, the ones, the Christmas specials that I love, because I do, I have, like, a giant list that I love, are, like, the claymation ones from, like, the 1970s that everyone else thinks is really creepy and I think is adorable. <laughs> like, Rudolph, Santa they Claus comes to adorable. town. Um, I love Jack Frost, and apparently everyone else hates that one, but... Whatever. I don't remember that one. If I'm being it's honest, it's the one with the pumpkin peasants and co- the uh, <laughs> the Kruzak the Kraus, and like they sing this cute little song because they're so uh, poor, they make ice money, and oh. they like give each other boxes of nothing, and they just say, "It's just what I always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what I always wanted. A Christmas delight. It's adorable. Pu- like Aww. the Groundhog from Groundhog Day, isn't it? Like Paxatami <laughs> P. Uh, it's so much fun. Like, Aww. okay, that shows how much I do love Christmas and I do love Christmas movies. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend makes fun of me about how many, like, how long I will leave the Christmas decorations up. I am not a Hallmark Christmas person. Like, I had never entered into this world up until it's last night world. when I read it. It's a, it's when I watched it. It's a new world. Okay, so a princess for Christmas. Um, the At the invitation of a estranged relative, a young woman travels with her niece and nephew to a castle in Europe for Christmas. She unwittingly falls for a dashing prince. Okay, so they left a lot of stuff out. So the niece and nephew were her sister's kids, and her sister, like, fell in love with a prince, basically. And the family cut him off, and then they died tragically in an accident. So now she's stuck taking care of two kids that she can't really afford because it's a Hallmark movie, so there has to be some money trouble. And then the parent or whatever, uh, the um, the dad of, or I guess their grandfather. Sorry, I'm explaining this really badly. It's been a while. Um, but the grandfather... Um, decides one random Christmas he's like oh I'm getting older and the grandfather's played by Roger Moore which I think is why my dad likes the movie because he was James Bond um, yeah so then he's like oh I'm getting older I should like reconnect with my family I feel bad for cutting them off and the girl is just like I don't want to be here and uh, so also the, the family's American and they go to Europe and then she falls in love with, with the prince that's the other son yeah, so super cheesy, very predictable. I thought it was pretty, it's pretty entertaining, though, but yeah. Yeah, I totally respect people who are very into these movies. Like, it's just not my world. Again, I'm They're like, adorable. Yeah, they, like, it was very cute. It was very sweet. But, like, mm-hmm. looking at it through the lens of, like, Pride and Prejudice, it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Like, I wish they had just... Ugh. I wish I think, they hadn't tried to be like, it's a Pride and Prejudice Christmas. Because it's like, no, you have to make the stakes higher. You have to be more serious, you know? I think if it was called, like, 
Banker Girl and uh, Banker Girl and Mistletoe, I totally would have been with it. Like, yeah, I would have been like, oh, okay. I totally would have been with it, but because they tried yeah. to like market it as, oh, it's Pride and Prejudice, like it yeah. wasn't. And then and what I is with wish these they like? Had, yeah. So when we meet Luke Bennett, like he's not nasty whatsoever, <laughs> right? He's a little awkward. Yeah, they didn't. Yep, yeah, I feel like everybody in this movie. First of all, they were they all looked perfect and like immaculate, and I was like, this is not realistic. But anyway, they also a lot of them looked like they were trying really hard not to smile and just ultimately failed at it. Like one point, the sis, like the um, Darcy's friend at the party after um, like something happens, she's like, oh, like. The brother of my boyfriend is so upset right now, but she's saying it with a fucking smile. I'm sorry for cursing, but, like, why? Why are you smiling? What's wrong with you? I feel like Luke Bennett looks like the hot... Like, actually does look like what a hot guy from Ohio looks like. Like, that's how (laughs) hot they come in Ohio in the Midwest. Like... Like he's not bad looking. Yeah. It's just like no, that's what hot. That's that's what a twelve in Ohio is. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Well, there's like an episode of Thirty Rock where they go to like Ohio or something, and everyone keeps telling Liz Lemon, who's played by <gasps> Tina Fey, like, oh. "Oh my God, you're so beautiful in Ohio." And she's like, "I'm like a solid five in New York, but in Ohio, so I'm true. a model." Oh, I think there's like, like another oh. thing, like. Yeah, I, I think I remember that episode where she was just, mm-hmm. like, so, like, I love that episode where she's, like, an Ohio 10, but a New York 5. Right? Oh, my God, so funny. Oh, also, yeah. yes to women-led companies. I appreciated the fact that, like, her and another woman just, like, owned the company they were working at. I just appreciate those little touches every now and then. Yeah, and it's, I think this had a lot of potential to actually be, like... Mm-hmm. Be a, a good... Okay. No, it's not. It's not going to be like the original book. It's not going to be like the BBC series whatsoever. I think, but I think you can have that element of cheese, like cheesiness, and like Mm -hmm. wearing fuzzy socks while drinking hot cocoa, and still being more true to the book than what we were Mm -hmm. given. Because there's so many of these twists and turns where it's like, we're going to sell designer Christmas trees at the auction, and it's like, um, sure, whatever. And then it turns out, like, oh, sure, like, the designer is gone. And then there's, like, this one random conversation, and it's like, oh, I'll get the lady from the shop. And, like, like, the lady from the shop puts, like, up no fight. She's just like, sure, I'll do it. She's like, okay, even though she has to donate her time and do this for free. And, like, she just thought on that, it would be really good business for you. Like, also, I hate... When people are like, it would be great exposure. Like Charlene from the store just does all of this work for free. And by the way, Christmas decorations are exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. Oh my god. I bought. I buy all my decorations after the holiday. Pro tip. I got most of mine from like family, and I've still put out like a pretty penny to get like one or two things, and mm-hmm. it's insane. Mm-hmm. I think I made a bunch of my decorations because I'm cheap AF. Or at least last year I was, like, cheap AF. Um, and I was like, I don't have any Christmas decorations. Because my old apartment, I mean, it was a studio. It was not big enough to have Christmas decorations. <laughs> Dawn remembers. Um, so I just, I went crazy with the laminator that I had and the printer. And I just printed out, like, little pictures of everything. Because why are 
decoration so expensive. It doesn't make sense. Especially because they're usually made out of, like, cheap shit. Like Exactly! And that, I mean, occasionally you get, like, the nice stuff, like, the nice, like, bowls or whatever. Oh, but, my, like... Yeah. There's, like, a special box, like, keep in mind, like, I feel like we've mentioned this a crazy amount of times, like, Colleen and I broke, like, both grew up in Irish-American households where yes. we had a, as my family called it, Waterford uh, Christmas, mm. what the Waterford, like, Christmas crystal mm, snowflake yep. ornament that was, oh, yeah. like, yeah. it's in, like, a velvet bag that yes, sits on I a pillow in the like Waterford's, yeah. like, box with the silver writing on it, like, it's... Yes fancy <laughs> it's too nice to actually hang on the tree it's like scary to hang on the tree because yeah. you can't what if i knock it over i don't even know the price of it it's just been like in my home it's just been like in my family for 20 yep. years kind of mm-hmm. thing but yeah charlene okay so she she owns a retail store yeah she wants to be an interior designer sure like do that mm-hmm. on the side yeah, that sure. sounds cute um, okay, hey, will you design these free Christmas trees Christmas trees mm-hmm. for us? Um, it's for charity, and you'll get exposure. Like, you can't. Yeah, like, you can't just ask someone who normally does it for charity. Like, also, they didn't even ask, like, would you be able to do it? They were just, like, could, like they, they kind of, like, forced her into a corner, which I did not appreciate. I feel like the economics of this movie are kind of interesting. Like They're pretty bananas. Oh, can we also talk about the child labor at the end? Okay, so... There's a the lot f- to unpack. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. So, the whole plot... I don't think we... I don't know if we really mentioned this. I think they, like, barely mentioned this in the synopsis. So, the whole plot basically hinges around this one girl, Darcy's family, um, taking over this gala, this, like, charity gala last minute, because that's the kind of town they're in, apparently. Um, taking it over last minute, and originally, like, this woman, apparently this woman was a moron, because she was like, yeah, I'll cook for, like, a hundred people, and it'll be fine. And she didn't have any, like, auction items um, in place, and all the money that's raised goes to the youth center in the town. Um, so, a, bu- a bunch of things go wrong that we've already mentioned. Uh, one of the things is the mom... I forget what her name is, but the Darcy's mother tries to like takes over, and she her big ticket item is designer Christmas trees, which just kind of struck me as dumb because the whole thing was supposed to be taking place right before Christmas. Like they throw this whole party together in four days. See the other, but like the thing that also gets me too. Is, um, I actually, like, I think I had, like, an ex whose, like, mother was obsessed with these kind of movies, and, like, Mm. she was obsessed with, like, Christmas trees, and I, I am someone where, like, I love, like, the, like, oh, my dad made this in kindergarten kind of ornaments, where they look, Mm -hmm. it looks kind of insane, because, like, oh, or, like, these are Christmas ornaments that, like, mean something that have a story, like, I like that aspect of Christmas Mm -hmm. tree stuff so I hate designer Christmas trees with a burning passion I hate the like we're gonna put little balls and they don't mean anything except the fact that they're pretty like I hate that like I think it's just dumb my aunt actually got a designer Christmas tree like we visited her I think last year right before Christmas and her tree was gorgeous and I think there were some like handmade 
ornaments there, but she said that she like had a designer come in and like help her make it. She wanted it to look like a hotel, like a hotel Christmas tree, but she also wanted like ornament, like handmade ornaments on it, so it looked like it belonged in a home. And she she was started talking to me about percentages of which ornaments were like the store bought ones, and then which ones were the handmade ones. It was all kind of funny. That's so I was insane. Like, okay. I know. I was like, okay. I mean, like to each their own. Like everyone well, celebrates okay. the holidays differently, but like. I don't know. I feel like selling designer Christmas trees right before Christmas, like, who's going to buy them? You are, you probably already have your Christmas tree. I feel like that is something that's kind of, like, really big in, like, more small town, like, more, like, middle of the country and maybe even south, maybe. like, small town America. For maybe. the record, by the way, so Colleen grew up on Long Island. I grew up in, I grew up in New England, right outside of Boston. Um, yeah, so basically, like, we, we don't know. We only know our experiences. I mean... Uh, my husband is from the is from Texas, and like they never. I mean, they never had Christmas trees because, like, where are you gonna get a Christmas tree in Texas? There's no Christmas tree farms. Like, it, it's very difficult to do. So, like, I get that, but I don't know. I see. It wasn't so much the designer Christmas. The fact that it was designer Christmas trees that really, that I really fixated on. It was the fact that Christmas is like four days away. Hmm. Because she took off from work for this, and you really can only take off, like, maximum a week, especially for a job like that, um, for a holiday, a maximum. It, like, it, so it had to have been really close to Christmas, and I was, like, so the whole time I was like, why do you think people are going to buy these trees? Like, if you, I, I kept thinking that this was, like, on Christmas Eve. I, I don't think they said the actual timeline of it anyway. They never said the day. Yeah, they never said the actual timeline. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this gala is happening either on Christmas or, like, Christmas Eve or really close to Christmas. And they throw it together in four days. And I'm like, really? So, like, on Christmas, you're auctioning off designer Christmas trees? That's your big ticket item? Like, people don't already have their Christmas trees because it's oh, Christmas? Oh, also, I wrote down the price of the Christmas trees at the Christmas tree lot that they went to yes. and the large one was $15 and the uh, the medium was $10 and the small one was $5 and they looked like 10 foot Christmas trees yeah I was like uh, I, I remember think I market think market price how can like you I, afford to donate these <laughs> like, I think like I got, like, a Christmas tree on a deal for something, like, 60, like, once, and that was, mm-hmm, like, a deal. Yeah. Christmas trees are expensive. I've never mm-hmm. had... Okay, so, like, my family will get... Will buy, like, the real Christmas trees. I've never bought a real Christmas tree because I live in an apartment, and I, like, and I don't have space. I also get nervous because when I was growing up, my mom would stress the fact that if you didn't water the tree, it will get set on fire. And so that just kind of triggered my anxiety where I'm like, nope, not setting the house on fire. Not today. Oh, I am the opposite of Colleen where you do, I've, you. I've always gotten a real Christmas tree because I love the smell and I just oh, no, love Christmas so much. My, the smell is amazing. I love Christmas too. I and mean, it's like, I put really Christmas. impractical. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is highly it's impractical. so impractical for, like, because... I, yeah, I don't have the space for it, and, like, it's just another expense, like, as a young 20-something um, mm-hmm. with student loans, but I just love the real Christmas trees, but, like, yeah, the economics of this movie, but, like, the fact that the she, economics like... economics of this movie made no sense. And, like, the fact that they're trying to ask this Charlene woman who's trying to build herself an interior design business after mm-hmm. she's 
it seems like she's the store owner, so it's like, yeah, I guess she I wants to like, leave. Like, yeah, is she... I was confused about who she was. Like, was she a store owner? Was she was she a store owner and she just did it on the side? Was, was she trying to leave? Like, I, I don't know. And, like... Very re- unclear. Retail work, especially that time of the year, is insane. It's awful. Like, she would not have time to do this. Okay, also, another um, economic plot point, I guess... Um, is at the end, hold on, I gotta scroll through my notes now. Okay, so at the end, a bunch of, uh, right before the gala starts, the servers, like, don't show up, the servers quit or something like that, or they just, like, don't make it, or they have conflicts, I don't know. Uh, so the caterer is, the caterer guy, Luke, is freaking out, because they don't have... A serving staff and then like the kids that they so they asked like the youth choir at the center that they're trying to raise money for to like perform which is great that's fine I mean like I remember being in high school and like my high school choir was asked to perform all the time for stuff like that so it makes sense um but then they're like hey do you think the kids could just um also be servers it would make it so personal and all I could think was oh yeah here it is all I could think was, yeah, let's have the kids help serve and not pay them to, to solve the no servers problem. Yay, child labor? Question mark. Because like, well, ugh. okay, I've definitely there have definitely been like service dinners where I've heard of that. Um, there's like, okay, but like normally they like establish. Like I just feel like they should have established like, yeah, you'll get like community service hours for this, or yeah, we'll like pay you for it because you're doing like work. But they were just like, yeah, we'll just rope the kids we're supposed to be helping into helping us, and that just really rubbed me the wrong way. Also, if that were my kid, like. Oh, how was the choir concert, sweetie? And it was just like, I had to serve hors d'oeuvres. I had to serve hors d'oeuvres and then sing and not get paid for it. If I was yeah. a parent, I'd be, like, super I would pissed. be mad. Yeah, I'd be like, really pissed off. Especially because I was, like, okay, that's a pretty... I think, like, Colleen and I have both done similar gigs where, like, you play for, like, a little bit and, like, then some mm-hmm. people just, like, let you do, like, enjoy the party. Like, that's always, yeah. like, the nice gig, mm-hmm. like, to get. The best gig, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I think my college pep, like, our college pep band did something like that, and I was in the pep band, where they had, like, the Christmas light ceremony, and then they mm-hmm. gave, uh, like, the pep band hot chocolate and Aww. scarves with that, like, had, like, our college insignia on it. It was, like, the best Aww, holiday yeah. event of That's the year. That's so college. I love yeah. when college, I love when colleges do that, when they, like, have, like, have, like, student-run groups perform, and then they, like, give them free stuff. I also yeah. just love, like, free stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I remember, like, the Jewish, like, I think it's the, yeah, we had a Hillel. I don't think we had a Chabad. We had a Hillel. They would, mm-hmm. like, give out jelly, like, jelly donuts because that's traditional for Hanukkah. Like, mm-hmm. they made it, like, they tried to make it multicultural. Like, it was cute. Yeah. They did, yeah. Um, that but, cute. like, that's, like, a really nice gig, and that's, like, a gig that people look forward to to exactly. perform. And then it's just, uh-huh. like, oh, you have to work, and serving sucks. Like, yeah, serving sucks, especially, like, I don't know, that just is really, was really weird to me, because those kids also looked like they were, like, young teens, too, so it, it really bothered me. Yeah, and, like, the other thing with, like, Luke being a restaurateur is, okay, like, granted, I, like, I worked for, I worked at a restaurant for, like, a year. I was, like, low bottom of the run. I was just a hostess, so I don't even have that much, like, industry experience. Mm-hmm. Restaurants don't make money. They don't Restaurants make money. don't make money. They make good Especially food. Especially when you just start up. So yeah. Also the fact because um, they're a sinking pet. Like they yeah. 
even they don't like, make a lot of if they make money it's like not a lot especially because he had literally like started the restaurant a couple of years earlier i was like there's no way you're actually making money no i think he started up that year and he hadn't rebranded yet like which mm-hmm. is like yeah a like mistake number one like gordon ramsay would be like throwing things at him gordon um, ramsay would be like you're an idiot oh yeah because he um if you haven't watched the movie, he decides like halfway through because they're like hemorrhaged. They're kind of, the event was kind of hemorrhaging money a little bit, um, so he decides, oh, like I'll just waive the fee and I'll just do this for free. So you're cooking for a couple hundred people for free. Oh my god! As like a starting restaurant, and that means he has to take away time from the tavern when he should be like managing and nitpicking exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And- like, was, was the tavern just closed this whole time? Also, like, also, who calls American things taverns? Like, <laughs> also that, like, what even? Oh like, my his God. place looked like a nice, like, one of those, like, like pub esques, and I feel like, mm-hmm. pu- like, some parts, of, like, who calls them taverns? Like, I feel like tavern usually is in the name. Yeah, like there, it's like a like blah blah blah's tavern, like Celia's tavern or whatever. But it's never just like nobody ever says, "Oh yeah, let's go to the tavern." Or it's kind of the same thing with a pub, where it's just like, "Oh, let's go to the bar, or let's go to the restaurant, or something like that." Yeah, thought that was a little odd. Um, mm-hmm. I did appreciate the fact that Luke actually went to culinary school and then opened his own restaurant and like his dad had been, his dad and him had dreamed of it because I hate it in movies and TV shows where some rando with like no cooking or baking experience opens a restaurant or somebody who's like ne- who doesn't know the difference between a beer and wine opens up a bar and it's somehow successful like that always bothers me because that just that just really takes away from all the work that people who, you know, actually go to school for this and, like, put in a lot of work do. And they could just, like, throw... And, like, this asshole can just throw it together. So I appreciate the fact that he actually, like, studied how to cook, and that's why his food was really good. No one, like, the... So, like, the foodie ass... Granted, I'm, like, very much into food. Like, my mother grew up reading, like, gourmet magazine in front of Mm -hmm. so many... Oh, my gosh. Hoarded gourmet magazine, essentially. She, uh... Um... His ideas were like, okay, they were cute, but that's kind of what you see with contemporary American food, like turkey pot mm-hmm. pie, like when it was like, I've never yeah. had that in my head. It was like, I had that on Friday after Thanksgiving I'm, last year. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about it because ho- I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year. And so I was looking for up things to do for with the turkey leftovers because that's what happens after like big holidays where you're like... So now what? I have this giant turkey and three people over for Thanksgiving. What do I do with it? So I actually saw that on, like, I think it was, like, Binging with Babish or something like that. One of those uh, YouTube cooking shows. And I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. And then I heard about it in this, and I was like, mm, somebody just watched YouTube or went on Pinterest. Yeah, like, some of his ideas, like, they were, ta- like, I'm sure they were tasty, but it was like, mm-hmm. that's not, like, crazy note. Maybe it's new where, like, the main attraction like where the main attraction is olive garden like maybe i don't know i can understand like because like and i think like there should be more local restaurants and local businesses like everywhere like no matter what part of the country you are like i'm sorry for ragging on the midwest like it's bred into us in the northeast to do that and i'm trying really hard not to like i think places (laughs) like ohio and like iowa i think they should have their own like local restaurants i don't think that olive garden should be the only option so but like i don't know it's not like 
those his ideas weren't like crazy. Like yeah, they his were ideas tasty. weren't exactly revolutionary. I will say that chocolate pie with eggnog swirl sounds delicious. I think that's what Darcy was eating at the end, where she was having her little like quarter life crisis, where she was like, "I don't know if I want to be in a firm that's trying to push me out." Blah blah blah. I'm sorry if you hear any beeping in the background. That's my vector robot thinking I'm talking to it. I'm not talking to you. Shush. Anyway, so um, when she's having her qu- so she's having her quarter life crisis, right? And uh, I liked when crap. Where is it? Oh no, my my notes went out of order. Oh dear. Oh, she was like, "Pie is good for the mind. Pie clears the mind." And I was like, "Yes, I agree with Correct. that." Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Oh I yeah, he had pie. other ideas for the party, like labeling the food, which is so, or like cards for the food, which is something that I like at parties because I have been surprised at many work potlucks meals. Where I thought something was chicken and it was actually fish, or I thought something was like mashed potatoes, still not sure what it was. Whatever it was, it was a surprise. So I always appreciate like cards at food for like when there's food at parties. But also, he was acting like it was so revolutionary. I was like, dude, I picked that up on like a mommy blog last year. Chill. Well, yeah, and then like there was other stuff where like. I wish they had played up the fact that... All right, no, let's stick to the restaurant stuff right now. Okay, like, it takes a, so much work to run a restaurant. And mm-hmm. the fact that he was just like, I can pick it up with my truck. Like, with <laughs> Sure, not, I can do X, Y, Z and just not be in my <laughs> restaurant all day. Like, I totally understand that, like, this Wait, would be, oh like, God. a huge client for him. And this would be, like, a big thing. Like, which is why he would need the money for it, especially if he's starting up mm-hmm. and trying to rebrand. Yeah. But, like... I can understand him wanting to put more time and using, like, his managerial staff to, like, or his, like, sous chef or whatever to actually mm-hmm. take over. Yeah. But then it's Did just, he like, have a sous chef? Did he have anyone working there other than himself and, like, three servers? He had to have. And I, That's like, true. the other thing, too, was, like, oh, yeah, my brother and his girlfriend are going, and his girlfriend of, like, one month because Darcy's mm-hmm. just, like, I saw you at Christmas. Why are you so sad about not seeing me? Like... Yeah, I like, saw you at Thanksgiving. That was ooh. only a month ago. Like, his girlfriend of a month are, are throwing a, they say white elephant. However, the true term is Yankee Swap. Like, yes. and Yankee Swap. Me and my family have a ferocious Yankee Swap, by the way. I'm gonna oh, yeah, miss I love the so Yankee Swap. And, like, they booked out the entire restaurant, which takes up so much space. Like, yeah, how can they do, like, like, oh, my God. If they're is doing this that dude for free, secretly, like, a Rockefeller? Because he was talking about how privileged Darcy was because her family... She comes from money, which is, like, true to the book. Um, but then he, but then he like, just... This is not fiscally responsible, sir. What are you doing? It's just that. Also, can we talk about Darcy's McMansion that also has mahogany paneling? <laughs> oh, my God. So, I have a theory about this. I think that they just rent a rich person, like, a... But what you imagine when you think of a rich person's house and they just have it like it's owned by Hallmark and they film all their movies there because the few times I have seen a Hallmark movie, including A Princess for Christmas, it looked just like that. They had different exterior shots, but the inside looked just like that. I don't like do McMansions do did when they build McMansions, do they bother to put like in like mahogany paneling? <laughs> I don't know, I guess, you know, if you pay enough for anything, they'll install it. Yeah, I just, but I don't think, like, the aesthetic of, like, the McMahon, like, people who, 
I feel like people who like McMansions and people who like mahogany paneling are two very different people. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, that was, like, mostly in the study question. No, wait, it was all over the house. You're right. You're yeah. right. Never mind. They tried okay. to have a little yeah. animosity between mm-hmm. um, Luke and Darcy. And they I were think smiling that, the whole time. They were. They, like, they had one fight about, like... I think this should go over here. It wasn't and I even think this a should go over fight. here. It was it was so dumb. It like wasn't even a fight. They were just bickering back and forth and I was like, "So you guys are going to kiss at the end." Yeah, and it was just like the other thing too is like, "Okay, Luke is like, Luke, that's your client. You have to listen." Like, yeah, if you want to exactly. get paid. Like, why are you being such a dick to your client, dude? Do you not want them to come back? Also the mother, the acting from the mom was pretty subpar. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure I've seen that actress in other things and she's been better. But like when she's tasting the food, she's like, oh my god, that's the best thing I've ever tasted. I was like, is it though? Is it? Is it the best thing you've ever tasted? Because you sure as hell don't look like it was. And then again she's like, she like yells the line thank you Darcy, I couldn't have done this without you. And it's like, you you do not sound like grateful or like you're having any emotion really other than annoyed that you have to be in the scene yeah and I think like I really like I understand that it has to be like feel good with like it has it, it's Hallmark so it has to be feel good but mm-hmm. if there was like someone like Darcy's like if great aunt that was like went up to Luke Bennett was just like I think you're a wash up you're not as good as your father like blah 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 mm-hmm. I think that would have like added to it because all of the tension was gone like yeah there was really nothing yeah like there was really nothing that made it there was like, no tension pride and prejudice like the whole thing was just like oh her pride she won't come back home because everyone's gonna think she like comes home with their tail between her legs which like I totally get whenever you move away from family everyone's like there, there are some super relatable scenes like whenever you go to visit family for the holidays they're always like I wish you'd come visit more why don't you love us you should move back here there's always that guilt there and then it's like if you try to go off somewhere and make it on your own and then you have to come back it's like you're coming with your tail between your legs so like I get that, but in the original Pride and Prejudice, that was not a thing. Like, Darcy didn't, Mr. Darcy didn't, like, leave his family to go off and make it in, like, France or something and then come back and be like, sorry, Dad, I have to take over the business now. This Elizabeth lady, she's my favorite person in the world. Like, that that didn't happen. Maybe it was a secret subplot that Jane Austen never released, but, like, that's not no. what happened. Oh, well, they so were... that just, like, that just annoyed me because I was like, is that supposed to be the Pride part? And then they're like, prejudiced against each other because they, they were, were rivals on high school debate high team school, which also like never really came up again it just it didn't make sense it came that up again silly. the three times they did mistletoe also okay again i grew up in like a town that was like stars hollow new england like what some people dream mm-hmm. about supposedly and yeah. We had caroling, like, we had a group in high school that was just the carolers, like, mm-hmm. and we definitely had town events that were like, like, the Pemberley carolers. No one sells yeah. roasted chestnuts. Not even in New England. That is also, not a thing people I do anymore. I will say, roasted chestnuts smell a lot better than they taste. That's like the nut carts in the city, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, they smell amazing. They smell like Christmas in a bag. Do not try to eat them. They are not good. Also, speaking on, like, the Pride and Prejudice thing that they tried to do, I got really annoyed for, like, the first half of the movie whenever Luke opened his mouth. 
um, because he, he like he says to her when they're having this like heart to heart, he's like, "You're always acting like you have something to prove." Yes, because she does. Because people like you think she's spoiled. Also, like, not to get all like super feminist with this, but I'm gonna get super feminist. Like being a woman in like a male-dominated field, like being an investment banker, she does have something to prove because like people are basically waiting for you to fail. And especially, like, okay, granted, yes, this was, like, this was an actress, this wasn't a real person, but, like, mm-hmm. especially someone who is, like, kind of, who is, like, short, pretty, and small, mm-hmm. and, st- like, just petite yeah, like, in general. Everyone, everyone expects you to be an idiot. Yeah. Everyone expects you to be an idiot. Also, he literally accused her of having it easy, like, 20 minutes before he said, why do you always act like you have something to prove? Because of assholes like you, jerk. Nah, made me mad. Um, speaking of the carolers at the the Pemberley Carols, their caroling was weak sauce. That's what, what I wrote. Well, it was even funny. It was just like, okay, most people have a pretty like, and this is Colleen saying we have a background in music. Like, most yeah, and my background a, is also specifically singing. Yeah, so. like most people genuinely have a decent singing voice. They just don't know how to use it. And yeah. like, it's, it's like okay, I'm assuming they do casting in places like California, like. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like most stuff is filmed in California. Mm-hmm. They can find people who can sing. Like, what was that? And then- yeah, there also just weren't a lot of people there. Like, the thing about, that's great about Christmas carols is if you get everybody singing and you can get everyone singing in unison, it still sounds great. You add a little jingle, be- like a little like tambourine or jingle bells action, and it's phenomenal, and everybody loves it. But that was just like that was like four people and someone's dog trying to sing. Oh. And then later in the movie, they have the youth choir actually sing, and I was like, why weren't they performing oh my at Kimberly Carols? That would have made so much sense. It would have been a much easier way to introduce them and start the and get the whole ball rolling and everything. Do you mean the auto-tuned children? Yes, the auto-tuned children. <laughs> Which, again, children's, like, okay... I will say, like, adult voices sometimes, like, they don't always, like, they're not always that great because mm-hmm. adults do things to their voices that make them sound bad, like smoking yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. not hydrate, like, years of being dehydrated, like, will take a toll on your voice or screaming, mm-hmm. like, at people. Um, yeah. Whereas kids' voices are undamaged, so they they're automatically so sound delightful. Yeah, uh, and, the, yeah and when the youth, car- when the youth choir came on I was like their caroling game is strong and then I literally wrote they should auction off a performance for the youth choir or at the auction or like they should perform there and then five seconds later oh they took my idea oh my hometown uh did that where they like um they auctioned off a band performance oh that's like you could have the band show up like at your door like Mm -hmm. it was we oh and then like they also did yeah I think my high school did like we auctioned off singing valentines which actually turned out to be really cute because it was just oh those are cute well it was just like oh like friends sending each other singing valentines and trying to embarrass each other so like it wasn't awkward it was just hilarious Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's either gonna be hilarious or really awkward but like but either way not for the person singing yeah when you were doing yeah and I think like when we did it, like, Valentine's Day also happened to be kindergarten screening day. Oh, boy. Well, no, that was, no, it was great, because the parents that were coming into, like, this new public school system got to see, like, oh, when they're, like, this is what our high school does. Like, see, they're still pure, even in high school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is kind of hard to believe when you have a Uh, (laughs) five-year-old. So, like, there were, there were so many chances where it was just, like, you have a good chance here. 
and you okay, have a I really say, good thing here, and then they just didn't. Like, okay, I think we've proven the fact that, like, oh, there was no Mr. Collins. Like, I yeah, love Mr. Collins. Yeah, there was also no Mr. Collins. There was no Wickham. I kept waiting for, like, an obvious reference to show up to, like, Mr. Collins or Mr. Wickham. I think her boyfriend, Carl, was supposed to be, like, Mr. Collins. Also, the four okay. scenes he was in? The, the dude, okay, so... Darcy has this ex-boyfriend who, like, works for her father's company, which is, like, really weird. Um, he, his family, her family, like, clearly still likes him, so I think I wrote, like, LOL, when your family loves your ex, but you don't. Um, That's <laughs> when never your family still to me. loves your ex, but they, even though you don't anymore, which is just, like, super weird. I think and then he's, he, yeah, he just, like, shows up. I don't think he really has any lines. Um, and she makes it clear, like, oh, you know, like, it was a pretty amiable breakup, but, you know, because, you know, we just don't have a lot in common. We make sense on paper, but there was just no, like, basically there was no spark between them, which, like, is a completely valid reason to break up with someone. And I actually appreciated that it wasn't, like, this messy thing where she is like, he cheated on me, or he wouldn't come to New York with me, which they totally could have gone for, and it would have worked. But I'm glad they didn't do it. But then at the end, he's just like, you should come back with me. I'm going to go work in New York at the New York branch of your father's company. And I'm like, there's been a New York branch of her father's company this whole time. And we're just, we're just mentioning it. That, it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't have any lines really, like in yeah. the entire movie. He does it. So then it's like, why am I, how am I supposed to believe that this dude is still in love with her? When she kept saying that we broke up, we broke up, we broke up. Like, how am I supposed to believe that? Which is why I think he's supposed to be the Mr. Collins type of thing. But then it's like, why was that the climax of the movie that happened right before the end? Or why was that the initial misunderstanding between Darcy and Luke? Oh my gosh, the, like, it was hilarious, the, uh, like, the dramatic music when they couldn't find him, like, and he was just in the parking lot. Oh, also, like, wasn't her... So, Darcy overhears Dickhead Carl, that's his new name, um, talking to Darcy... Also, his and name is Carl. How can you Carl, love someone like, named Carl? <laughs> it's just so silly. I'm sorry. Carl. Like, no. Carl. <laughs> or Carl Weezer. Like, Jimmy Neutron. I'm sorry. No. Um, but anyway, so, like, that's the big misunderstanding, is that Carl's saying we should be together and then all Darcy says while he's like going through this whole monologue is you're a great guy and then the guy walks away and then that's the big that's the big thing that Luke gets upset by um and then she immediately of course after he walks away she's like um you're a great guy but we just don't fit and we don't want the same things blah 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 and then like Carl actually accepts the fact that she doesn't want to be with him but then it's like so then Luke walks past his brother and Darcy's best friend who's also the brother's girlfriend and she's like oh I have to go find Darcy bitch doesn't go find Darcy no she doesn't like she was she doesn't. Darcy was in the kitchen this is Darcy at Darcy's house Darcy was in the kitchen Darcy was clearly where Luke just walked away from and the friend goes, oh, that doesn't sound like her. Let me go talk to her. And then, like... Doesn't? Five minutes pass, I think. And, like, Darcy is like, oh, I'm not gonna go back to New York. I want to leave my old firm. Which was nice, like, a nice moment between her and her dad because, like, 
they had a conversation over pie about how sometimes you don't have to fight, sometimes you don't have to just cave, sometimes a strategic retreat is the best option, which is something that I don't think we give enough credit to, because, you know... I liked that. I liked that. That conversation was really sweet. Yeah, I really liked that scene, and I liked how she was like, I'm gonna come back to work for you, but on my terms. I appreciated that, and I was like, oh, big city business lady has a heart. Also, like, okay, all of her terms were, like, completely reasonable. They were pretty reasonable. I think the foundation thing was uh, probably... The least reasonable just because it wasn't set up already, but like they clearly have enough money to easily set that up. But I think that was the only thing that was kind of like, okay, we're doing this from scratch. Everything else seemed like pretty like okay, easily to easy to do when it's already established. Well when and she the, mentioned yeah. the foundation, immediately I thought it was like, Oh, so this big this big company is now gonna get a giant tax break. Like that's immediately oh, what I thought snap. of. That's probably yeah. why her dad was just like, "This is great." Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, then they get a giant tax break and they look more yeah. appealable. Like they look more like mm-hmm. appealing to the community because they're giving mm-hmm. back to the community. Yeah. And the other thing, like, just like some of like the business stuff, like where it was like, oh, we should do an email blast to everyone. I was like, that was, was not so- step okay. one. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't that step whole one. Scene, <laughs> that whole scene made me laugh because. Okay, I hope there's some crossover with fans of Gilmore Girls and fans of this podcast, because otherwise, this reference is completely lost. Um, Okay, so... Okay, so you remember that episode where Rory's living with Emily and Richard, the grandparents, and Emily is... She's D.A.R. lady, so she plans this type of gala all the time. And it's very similar setup where, like, somebody dropped the ball, so then Emily has to take it over, and there's not enough people going. There's not enough things for people to bid on for, like, the auction or whatever. And so Rory steps up. Rory's, like, the granddaughter. She's young. She's hip. She knows what Facebook and email are and how to use the Internet. And I don't think it was, was Facebook like, around in 2006. Five or two thousand six. I don't remember. I don't think I don't so. Remember. But she like, dark. but yeah, like, she, still, like, she, under, she was like, "Well, have you done an email blast?" And everyone's like, oh, "What's an email?" And it, this was like the same thing. Only the Gilmore Girls episode. Later. Yeah, only the Gilmore Girls episode was in two thousand five when people were like still understanding that the internet is sticking around. It's going to stay a thing. But this was, like, this movie came from last year, and people, like, step one wasn't, let me email all the people that I think could show up to this. <sighs> just, like, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, this is, this is Gilmore Girls. They just ripped off Gilmore Girls and, like, plot an A-plot of Gilmore Girls and just stretched it out to an hour and a half. Yeah, they, like, took, it was, a lot of their, a lot of their business stuff is just, like, isn't mm-hmm. that step one? Like, what? Yeah, isn't that step one? Yeah, yeah and they were like, oh, notes. we need to make sure that people know about this. You you planned this whole thing and forgot to tell everyone? Really? Really? Um, people hate checking their yeah. mail. People will check their email obsessively, and people hate checking their mail. I forget to check mail. my mail, like, all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. I appreciated the Zoom power move where she video chatted into the partner meeting that they tried to leave her out of. Um... I like how, um, I thought it was funny how it was, like, generic, like, Wall Street stock, stock breaker, stock broker, whatever. Um, stock booking thing, that's what I wrote. It, I felt that whole scene was just really awkward, and this person who was trying to be her friend just, like, completely stabbing her in the back, which was also not established at all. I was kind of hoping they were gonna go the Pride and Prejudice route, where, like, 
Luke just pulls out a boatload of money and is just like, I will buy your shares and I will own the company. Because that's what Darcy would have done. All I gotta say but about that. But she's supposed to be Darcy. Like, well, she's supposed to be Darcy. She didn't do anything. So there's that. She didn't, like, offer to. And, like, the Darcy move would have been for, like, for her to keep her shares or buy even more shares. That was Darcy's way, where he's just like, oh, oh. Then I'll buy your shares. Let me buy the company. It's mine now, or something like that. But she didn't do that. Or, like, she could have helped out Luke when he was like, oh, we're just starting out. Like, it'd be great to get an investor. She could have invested in his business. That would have been another Darcy move. But it just, it wasn't, it wasn't Pride and Prejudice, which I think is what we keep dancing around. Yeah, and I think, like, especially because, like, okay, if she, if Darcy had like invested in his business i think that would have been fine especially because if in ohio like granted this takes place in in ohio like probably like contemporary american restaurants like the one that he is trying to do they're not that popular but they're on the rise like i feel like they're putting a lot more thought into the fact that it's in ohio than the writers actually did Yeah, but that would be, like, a growing business, because that would probably do well in a place like Ohio, where there yeah, isn't, okay. like, so, in like, New York the, City, that would, <laughs> like, that restaurant would tank within, like, three months. I don't know. But, if it was a good enough restaurant, they, it would. I don't know. I feel the opposite, where I feel like a weird, like, if you had something weird about it, like, like, something gimmicky, then it would totally do well in New York. But I also, like, like I said, I think you're putting too much thought into the fact that this is supposed to be in Ohio, because that's just, like... If, you, if you've seen Hallmark movies before, which, granted, I haven't seen that many, but obviously more than Dawn. Because um, me and my first. dad just watch... Me and my dad just watch the Hallmark movies, and we laugh at how cheesy they are. It's like it's like cheese. It's a good cheese. It's like a good Gouda or Brie, but it's still cheese. But, yeah, so the, it's just always the stereotypical thing where it's like they go from the city to middle... Like, Midwest, or, like, random small town in the middle of America. Like, it, it, they don't really give it any mind so I wouldn't pay too much attention to the fact that it's set in Ohio is what is the moral of the story I, I suppose and it's <laughs> also like, okay. just like again I'm not I don't have experience watching Hallmark movies and I think like the other comment that I had is like Darcy is like a Mary Sue like but no, I think that's his also thing. oh okay I thought you meant like Mr. Darcy I keep doing that where I keep thinking you mean Mr. Darcy I'm like oh you mean her well no her flaw was supposed to be that she plans everything and art is argumentative even though she was only like that in one scene and then was completely chill I would argue that I'm argumentative, and I'm way more, like, I've been way nastier right? than that. Like Right? When she was like, I already planned everything, so no, we are doing my plan. He's like, but I thought, like, no. I am paying you to be here. No. That's what an argumentative person, that's what a exactly. shrewd argumentative business person was like. And that's how Darcy would have been. Yeah. Hashtag okay. not my Darcy. So, I have to say, I personally think that we could have fit the Jane Austen world into the Hallmark world and still been a little bit more true to the source because Austen does have some of these wacky characters like Mr. Collins mm-hmm. is insane, and so is her mother, yeah. and so is like the little sisters, and like the car- oh yeah, that's another thing. Sorry, um, you continue. Yeah. So I think 
And like this Hallmark, like Hallmark world is insane where it's like everyone owns a Christmas tree farm year round and like has time to do all of the holiday activities. Oh my God, and like, that reminds me of, okay, so I actually made a note about that where I said Hallmark movies are the, blah, 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 blah. all right, we have a big city working lady who doesn't have time for family. Cross that off the list. If her family owns a Christmas tree tri- farm, I'm going to scream. Yeah, like I think it's one of those like we have like the Hallmark world is insane. It's a fun insane, but it's insane. So why exactly. can't we incorporate some of like the Jane Austen wackiness of like the mother who's trying to set everyone up and like get in everyone's right. noses? Like that totally so fits work. in this world and like it totally could have worked. And like what if you like okay, maybe I think like if we had a priest, I think that would have been a little bit much for a Hallmark movie, but I think yeah, like what if you lot. had like the town mayor who's just like in she, everyone's nose yeah. like what Mr. Collins because you're thinking like Gilmore Girls <sighs> maybe you're thinking Taylor Dozy checking the temperature of the eggnog or the chestnuts at the little Pemberley carols it, that's not the type of it's not the same you're, what, you, I, what it sounds like you want is like Amy Sherman Palladino writes and directs a Hallmark Christmas movie, which I would totally watch. And if which there are any producers Pride and out Prejudice. there, <laughs> if there's anyone out there who would like to bankroll this, thank you. So Amy Sherman Palladino <laughs> writes a Hallmark Christmas movie that is based on Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I'd be willing to say that, I mean, I don't know this, and I feel like she wouldn't say it in an interview, but like, I'd be willing to say that... Um, she draws a lot from Austin, whether she means to or not, because she has the wacky characters. She has the really just er, like heartfelt moments between there is people the who social are class to be issues yeah. too. With There's her always writing. the so- yeah, exactly. There's always the social class issues. Um, so yeah, I'd say the yeah, okay, but, okay. Yeah. So yeah, because I, I think like they could have made her mother like really wacky, like getting yeah, in like business. Her mother like, was so boring. Yeah, I think we were kind of boring. Nobody really had a personality. Yeah, like there was like, there was no time. Yeah. I like or if was, they did, it was for like two seconds. Sorry. Now keep in mind, like I had to watch. Like I'm sure, like especially like after a long day of work, I can totally see the appeal of this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But we had to watch it through a critical eye of this is supposed to be Pride and Prejudice, like. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, so normally I only limit myself to, like, one drink a night, like, if I do drink at, like, because I'm in quarantine right now, like, uh... There's nothing to do. Well, like, I don't want to go overboard with the alcohol, so, like, I try to limit myself to one. I had to have two! (laughs) Yeah, it it was, it was the time. Yeah, and that's another thing, they didn't bring up the, like classism or, like, social dynamic, like, when they said the Bennett family... Luke Bennett owned a tavern now. I was like, oh, okay, is this how they're going to bring up like the class structure, like Luke social dynamic? The wrong side of the track. But they like, didn't even do that. That's what got me. They didn't even like stress the fact, like, oh, he's not our class. Like, no, it was just like, oh, yeah, he's just like, we hired him as the caterer, which is like, okay. And like, that's how caterers should be treated, like people, not like they're beneath them. But still, it's like, okay, this is a Pride and Prejudice retelling like I feel like if you don't have some type of like monetary like economic or should have been like okay yeah you get me the like okay the uh so and we missed like the whole Bainley thing like which is like that's like Mm -hmm. a key element like is like why like Elizabeth Bennett hates Darcy is because like she stole like she stole 
like mm-hmm. he prevented yeah, Bailey no and Jane from getting together. There was yeah, there was no family. Like they also could have, if we're going with the premise that they set up, which is two high two high school rivals um, fall in love. They could have easily like had like a flashback or at least just reference like, oh, like you cost my brother the love of his life, but now he's moved on and he has a wife who's pregnant. Also, like. The, wife, the the brother and the wife could have been written out of the movie and it would have been fine. Why was she pregnant? Why would, like, oh, I think it was literally so they could be like, oh, we have another person that we're waiting on. And so Darcy could just be a jerk and be like, oh no, I'm single. Don't expect Carl to show up. And they're like, nah, bitch, we're pregnant. Like, <laughs> I think it was just so that way she could look like a jerk. And I could totally see, like, okay, so Luke Bennett is from, like, maybe the wrong side of the tracks, but his family's been there forever. Like, I, that's, like, a They could have leaned into Bennett. that. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been super cheesy. Like, they, they do a better job of that sort of thing in A Princess for Christmas, where they're like, oh, you're American. You're not royal. And, like... So that's at least, like, an obvious power dynamic, or just, Uh like, a social dynamic, or, like, class structure, or just, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you don't have a lot of money, and I do, but they reference it, like, two times, so, like, I feel like they, I feel like you can't have a Jane Austen retelling without something like that, Uh without talking about class structure, or also talking about family, because, yeah, that's, um, another thing that you brought up that I would like to talk about, I, like, I can't stand how they just focused on the romance. And it was the same thing with Bridget Jones, where they just focused so much on the romance. But for every bit that Pride and Prejudice is about the romance, it's also about the relationship of the family, and especially between the sisters. It's a, and, and Charlotte. You can't forget about Charlotte, too. So it, And her best friend was in maybe, like, one scene. And Jim and Luke, like, barely talked at all. Yeah. Like... Which they should be best bros. Like they I should know. be at each other's side. Best exactly. Bros. That's the, exactly. That's the other thing. And like, I <sighs> wish there was like a Caroline that like Caroline Bainley asked. So like, maybe that could have right. been Carl like trying to like get her. Like, oh, let's make yeah. fun of Luke. Like, I, I think like, they were trying to do that, but they just didn't. Why didn't they have it more conniving? Like, they just made Carl talk business with her, which is just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> even when they get together, like. Darcy and Luke are never going to talk business, and that's fine. Like, she can have friendships where she talks business with Carl if she wants. Mm-hmm, like, that's exactly. totally acceptable. Um, that would make perfect sense. Uh, also, I fet like every scene Carl was in, he was trying to just, like, weasel his way back into her heart. But Carl. then they didn't do anything with it. Exactly. And they didn't do anything. Yeah. I feel like I've mentioned seven times that I'm a Dickens fan. Like, because, yeah, like, Christmas stories were talked lot. about. Like, I think there's a lot more stuff on Jane Austen. Like, people just keep... Tr- I, okay, so when I was, like, researching for this, I literally saw a blog title that said, Stop trying to make Jane Austen Christmas. It's not gonna happen. Or something along those lines. Oh, I, God. Um, yeah, so I I went on JSTOR. Um, oh, you yes, can, you warned me about that. I went on JSTOR, and I couldn't find anything about... Jane Austen and Christmas but like I think it can be done like I think it can be done for like those kind of people who are yeah. like into Jane Austen and they're into Hallmark and then I mm-hmm. went on ha- and then like I also just searched up like Hallmark Christmas movies because again JSTOR is definitely one of those I didn't find this on JSTOR but I did find this through another research I believe this is this was written by Walter Metz and it talks about like and this the article is entitled a Hallmark of the classical 
of the classical holiday cinema or meeting two Christmas queens, and he mostly reviews the two like famous to the two biggest actresses of Hallmark. Mm. But I just I have to read this quote like. The political orientation of the films is deeply conservative. The big city always is always a place of pure evil, while small towns in rural America are the only locations where the true meaning of Christmas can be discovered. Given the country's contemporary political divide, the films may as well equate Republicans with Santa Claus ever so much healthier than the holiday Democratic Party poopers. Like, it's so funny because, like, people are going to say, like, why are you making this political? But this is clearly, like, it hates, like... No one goes back to the city. Apparently, people apparently people who grew up, kids who grew up in Detroit, or kids or like people who grew up in the like the Bronx, like apparently they never know what Christmas actually is. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like it's just it's so funny how they like they really market out these like yeah. If they just market it out to small town in America. Now keep in mind, I am someone that like I tried to live in New York City. I actually live outside of New York City. Like. I think small towns can be a really great place, and I think they can yeah. foster community. My biggest critique of small towns is accessibility to public like needs, like when people are in danger, mm-hmm. and that I think more arts programs should be put into small town America. And most people who yeah. I've talked to that are like pro conservative, pro like small town America, like agree that like yeah, something like a community art center would actually benefit them. And I think that like if you want to benefit small town America, I think that would be it. So it's mm-hmm. just. It's so funny how these are just, like, marketed towards, like, basically the center of the country. Like, it's just, like... But, like, you can kind of see that because they're always very anti-big city. Like, I would love to see a Hallmark... I think I wrote this down. I would love to see a Hallmark movie where the woman... Where where it turns out, like, the woman is in love with her job. or She becomes a better person not being around her family. But that's also because I am a city person. And, I mean, I'm a big believer in found family. So I would just love to see that plotline play out, but I don't think the people that they're marketing to, who are very clear, like, the way they write their movies is always like, oh, the big city's bad. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I think it is just mm. one of those, like, okay, you can, like, you know what? Like, people have different personalities. Like, you can, like, yeah, there are great fine. things in the city, there are great things in small-town America. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be sell like, both can you can have heartwarming christmas movies about both it's okay exactly like finding your i I guess that's kind of what like that episode of friends where they have their like friends giving because they can't make it to the small towns that they're from and then they thanksgiving meanwhile like ross and monica are literally from long island right like ross and monica you could have just invited them to your parents house but like whatever it's fine um like, yeah, I would love to see a Hallmark movie about that. About, like, I can't go home for the holidays. Guess we'll make our own Christmas here. Like, I, I would love to watch that. I think that would be adorable. I also think it would be really relatable for a lot of people because it's so hard to travel that time of year. Yeah, I think so. Colleen and I, like, actually have a friend whose dad was a um, flight attendant. And, like, they could mm-hmm. only get, like, she got free flights except for Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. So she would, in college, and the prices I remember, always go up. Granted, this is not my story, so I could be getting it wrong. Um, like, I think she would, like, go home a week before Thanksgiving, do yep. Thanksgiving on a Saturday, and then fly back, like, right before Thanksgiving. And I... the So, they're also always marketed towards women. Like, this is marketed towards, like, heteronormative white women. Yes. And then Jane Austen movies are basically... They're, like... 
Jane Austen movies and like just media in general seem to be marketed towards again it's a very women centric like heteronormative yes. women centric market as mm-hmm. well as people who like want to be like either if not academics themselves like I don't want to say pseudo-academic, because pseudo-academic usually has, like, a negative comment- connotation, but people who yeah. are, like, into, like, learning and classics and, like, or intellectuals. people who think of themselves as intellectuals, which yeah. I think... We were talking to some of our friends when the podcast first came out, and they were giving us some feedback, and one of our friends actually asked, like, do you think I could read uh, Jane Austen? Do you think it's accessible for me? I normally don't read the classics. And... We told her, honestly, out of all the classics, Jane Austen is the most accessible, and I honestly believe she would just want everybody who would like her type of book to read it, because at the end of the day, it is a romantic comedy and that's criticizing class structures and economics and economic disparity, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and like also just, like, mm-hmm. it's very feminist. And I think the way that it's marketed, which is what I kind of liked that they based this off, they tried to base this off of Pride and Prejudice, was that you need to, we need to make it more accessible for people who maybe don't see themselves as intellectual, who maybe not think they're cut out for reading the classics on their own, because it is possible to read it. It is possible to understand it, and it is attainable. Or maybe even people who, like, no, they don't want to be transported to another world. Like, they like where they live. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that's fine to want modern tales of things. And the other thing is, like, we set out this podcast to, like, basically argue that, like, Jane Austen can be brought into the modern world and it can Mm -hmm. be made accessible. It does, like, those, like, the Regency, like, adaptations are gorgeous and I love them so, Mm -hmm. so much. But also, like, we can, like, yes... If you're a sci-fi fan, you can read Jane Austen and still like yeah. it. If you're like any, if you love Hallmark Christmas movies, you can read you can like read Jane mm-hmm. Austen or read an adaptation and still enjoy it. And yeah. I think there's and like so basically and okay like the people the fans of like Jane Austen are like people who like the happy ending like that like Jane Austen mm-hmm. novels always have a happy ending. They li- enjoy the happy ending. They enjoy the banter. They enjoy the flirting. They enjoy the romance. Like. And they just like the elevated things of, like, the fancy dresses that come with being in Regency England. Mm-hmm. And all that, like, the, like, it seems that all that the research, like, that they did was just basically that they just, like, merged two, to, that they just tried to, like, oh, Jane, women like Jane Austen and women like Hallmark Christmas movies. And that's where they stopped. When there yeah, could have been. that's basically where they drew the line. So much. And. Yeah. I believe, where was the, let me bring that up. Yeah, like, the only thing that made it similar to Pride and Prejudice is the names. Mm-hmm. And That's so literally the, it. Yeah. And again, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm dropping, like, the, here's where I get really pompous and pretentious, like, call me out on mm-hmm. it. Okay. This is from, like, another article in JSTOR from Duke University, which Di, um, Diane F. Sadoff, I don't know if she has her doctorate, it doesn't say so on she talks about marketing in the Megaplex, and basically there was this trend with Becoming Jane and the 2005 adaptation of Pride and Prejudice of, like, making, like, the heroines girly. Like, the younger and girlier mm-hmm. and, like, less stuffy. Because, like, when you, like, watch the 1995 adaptation, she definitely is mm-hmm. a woman. Like, Elizabeth Bennet is never described as, as girlish, even though, like, many people see her as that later on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this kind of, like, girly, like, flirty, like the hair is out of place but in the right way kind of thing yeah like 
mm-hmm. that like she's saying that like was able to be marketed in an appeal like in the megaplex like that can't be mm-hmm. done in the hallmark world i totally believe that that yeah. can be done in the mm-hmm. hallmark christmas cheesy world and i think yeah. that people who are fans of jane austen and hallmark christmas movies deserve that mm-hmm. and yes i will link these articles if people are interested i will put them in the, in the description of Aww. this episode because um and jstor by the way is i believe free up until the 31st of 2000 of december 31st 2020 mm-hmm. if anyone else likes to read woo, research woo. articles in their spare time uh, i mean like you do you i am not a fan but like you do you if you would like anyway okay so another thought that i had well, first of all, their flirting was really painful to watch. Oh my gosh. Um, but like, and that's the good I thing about Jane Austen is the flirting! <laughs> I know, their flirting was so painful to watch. Um, I like that they were on the debate scene because like, we keep saying like that's how Jane Austen would have had them. Like, if Jane Austen had written the movie to take place in high school, Darcy and Elizabeth totally would have been on the debate team. They totally would have just been quipping back and forth, but they're here it was like you're not even arguing with each other you're not trying to follow you're not falling into old debate team patterns you're just being dicks to each other they weren't even being that nasty like when they were being dicks to each other it was only like once or twice and then they were like just in agreement Mm -hmm. and basically together exactly i was yeah i think i wrote that down i was like wow she went from hating this guy's guts to being best buds and telling him he's a good man in 24 um, hours real fat in like a day yeah also I hated when they were before they started getting along when he was just like oh we were on the debate team and now you're really successful I deserve some credit for your success that just that really bothered me on like several levels because it's like why can't she just be successful without you trying to take credit for it and I get that he was trying to be funny but it was just like no she's successful because she was determined and because she had Opportunities and she took them and blah 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 blah. Like it had nothing to do with you. Stop trying to take credit for her. Also, I can't imagine that being a highly successful investment banker in New York does not come with getting into a very good business school and graduating from said business school right? with high accolades. Exactly, but like again, it had nothing to do with you being a jerk to her on the debate team. It had well, that's literally like- nothing to do with you. Well, that's, like, when, like, people call you resilience at, like, when they were, like, your high school bu- bullies calling you resilience. Like, it's like, what? No. Exactly. It's like, hmm, no, not, nothing to do with you. I like- or, like, it's like if your one, that one math teacher you had for, like, geometry in high school is like, oh, I heard you graduated, like, magna cum laude or whatever out of college. And they try to take credit for it because it's like, hmm, no, you had maybe a little bit to do with it but not that much it just uh, it bothered me so much I th- I think I did well in college despite my math teachers like <laughs> I think I just did well in college because I applied myself yeah and like the good habits were not from like just one person like, exactly I-, I did well in college because I applied myself and had a solid support system and that's what yeah. it was I'm a big believer in um it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I'm a big exactly. believer in that. Me too. Um, yeah. Anyway, so would you like to hear... So, Colleen, we've we've danced around... We've talked around this issue for a while, yes. and I have an idea oh, that, I, that I teased you with in the beginning. Okay, what is it? That I'm I've scared. been trying to drop hints. Okay. So, because I think it is physically possible to have the Hallmark Christmas world and... Yes. 
the Pride and Prejudice world collide and and come up with something that are people we who write are a fans. Screenplay? What if it's a baby screenplay? So we, so okay. The idea Wait, can we do? Okay, can we have this be like a radio show? <laughs> that's what that's, that's what the plan is like. Okay. I was no well. What I was pl- what I am planning on, and maybe we can put this up for a vote on Instagram. Yes. Is what if we did like okay, chunk of text, one or two like scenes where they're actually talking like chunk of checks like old old style radio show, because I think there's a way to do it. I think there's a way to so. meld it. And I think then, we can do this. We can have our listeners vote on how well we did or how not well we did. Hashtag good vibes only. If you give me bad feedback, I will not listen. Although, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Anyone who's like, good vibes only, like... No, I'm just Like, it's just one of those people where I'm like, I need to avoid you because you are toxic because you are probably the... Every single person who I've ever met that has ever been like, yeah, has ever since <gasps> just good, said vibes good vibes only, only mm. has like always been the person that's always starts stuff. Like, yeah, they're always the person who just gets offended because they're like, hey, you're kind of being a jerk on Instagram, or hey, your habits are very unhealthy and you should change them. And they're always like, good vibes only. You're a bad friend to me. It's like mm, I'm a bad friend for calling you out. Okay, um, this is what I have to offer as a friend is calling you out on your BS. So if you're not interested in my friendship package, I will be going elsewhere. Thank you for your feedback. Goodbye. Yeah, like, it's it's always just been like, okay, we're working together. Like, oh, it's annoying that this, like, oh, it's annoying that, like, we have to adapt to this. But, like, whatever, we'll get over it. And they're always the person that's just like, so you're holding it against them that, you that like, they ha- that, like you have to provide gluten-free crackers? And it's like, no. Like, no, finding they were gluten-free hard- crackers is a pain. No, it's just like... No, finding ones that are tasty is just hard. Like, yes, that was like that was an ugh, not a gross. Like that was, you know, like it's mm-hmm. like stuff like that where like they think you're taking things personally, and then they tell that person who like happens to be gluten free that like you were annoyed that they did that the grocery store didn't have gluten free crackers and like you couldn't help them out. Like, and then it becomes mm-hmm. like a big thing. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Whoa there, let's chill. Everybody relax. Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember specifically when I was in college, I, like, I got an iced tea, and there were these two, like, stereotypical, like, sorority girls, like, who were trying to cut in front of me, and keep in mm-hmm. mind, all I had was an iced tea, and they had, like, meals, and I had a sail, I had the month of a sailor back in college, and I, like, they were, like, oh, <laughs> they were about to cut, they were, like, cutting me in line, and then they said, oh, well, you can go first, and I was, like, good, because I was about to call you out for doing a bitch move, and they were, like, oh! <gasps> What do you Oh, mean? yeah, I remember you were like that in college. And they were like, what? And, and and then they were like, um, I think you need to adjust your attitude. And I was like, you were about to cut me when you have, like, three sandwiches in your hands. I have an iced tea. And they were like, you really need to adjust your attitude. And I was like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I mean, yes, it was definitely one of those, like, I curse like a sailor. <laughs> like, yes, I'm sorry. Like, I curse like a sailor. Which is, again, also one of those, like, that's, like, one of those, like, come from, like, the middle, like, Bible Belt sayings that, like, get spread around, especially, like, at apparently, like, MLM conventions and motivational speakers. is like, I love Jesus, but I cuss like a sailor. Like, oh, I cuss like a sailor, but I love Jesus. Like, <laughs> I guess that, I like, uh so yes, I am up for writing like a screenplay where like Elizabeth, yes. so Darcy, radio like, play, or, like 
this like radio play, which is like the original podcast that I originally got in, got me into podcast was the thrilling adventure ever. If people, li- if people who listen to us ever listen to that, like, please yes. let me know. Cause there are so few people who I can talk <laughs> about like that show. And it was so good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Other things that were in the movie that checked off the, the Hallmark Christmas movie thing, a romantic snowball fight. Decorating a Christmas tree, of course, can't can't forget that one. I was convinced they were never going to decorate the Christmas tree because they kept on saying, "We'll wait till everyone's here." We'll wait till everyone's here, right? Then there would have been, you know, conflict. There was no conflict. Like stakes. There were no. There stakes. was really no conflict, or it was all external. It, like until the very end, there was actual conflict happening. I was like, I was like having fun. I mean, it was like a cute movie and it's around the holidays so I was like down for the ride but I was also just like mm, it's not so good again if this weren't advertised as Jane Austen as like Pride and Prejudice I would have loved it I would have had so much fun with exactly. it exactly like I would have had it's, it's like Bridget Jones where it's like if you hadn't advertised it as Pride and Prejudice adaptation I would have had a great time but I kept expecting like Wickham to pop out of nowhere and like try to steal her brother's wife away or something like that yeah, and I think if ah. they... Well, like, the thing with Bridget Jones is if they twisted it to as, like, inspired by Pride and Prejudice, yes. like, that inspired was, like... Inspired by a sign, then, and, you that's know, when Pride it's and like, Prejudice... Right, cool. Yeah, and, like, Pride and Prejudice wasn't in the frickin' title. Yeah, Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. And the Mistletoe was barely mentioned! Like, the Mistletoe... Oh, yeah, that was the other thing, is, like, ooh, they kissed under the Mistletoe. And she was, like... Do you know anything about mistletoe? I was like, why, why are you, why are you like this? Who hurt you, Darcy? That's what I want to know. Oh, I would have done that. Maybe someone hurt me. <laughs> Maybe someone did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So also, they were like, "I'm crazy about you. I love you." And it was like, you've known each other for like two days. You've known Calm your down. adult selves for like four days. You're not in love. You just met. Also, can you... Okay, so can you imagine... I feel like this is an unofficial segment where I'm just like, can you imagine blah, blah, blah based off of whatever we're um, watching? Because I'm like, can you imagine your mother trying to set you up with someone you talked to at a party once? Okay, so can you imagine your friend? Because there's this whole scene where the friends are talking about the Bennett boys. That's their band name. The Bennett boys with a Z instead of an S, of course. Um... And they're like, ooh, yeah, like, I think that guy Luke is really crazy about you. Can you imagine your friend trying to convince you to stay home instead of going back to your job while you're, on, while you're off visiting for the holidays? All because you did a good job planning a party, a fundraiser party, but a party nonetheless. And you got along really well with the caterer, and she thinks you should date. Can you just, just imagine someone telling you that for a second? Doesn't that sound insane? Because it is, and that's what they do in this freaking movie. <sighs> well, that reminds me of that time, like when Colleen and I went to like a liquor store, and uh, and like this guy who was like trying to sell vodka was being a little flirty with me, like, and this like couple was just like, "We'll leave you two alone." And he's like, "This guy is trying to sell you, sell both like you and me <laughs> oh, vodka. Yeah. This is not a real flirting situation." Yeah, we are not actually flirting. Like. Why? Why are people like this? I am this? flirting to get so more bad. free vodka from him. Mm-hmm. Also, Colleen drove. Like, Colleen drove. I did not drive. I did. Colleen drove. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so, so weird. 
it was oh. it, it was funny at the time because I was just yeah. like oh, no, it was really funny at the time but then it's just like you think about it and you're like what if they were sincere because in this movie in that scene I was just talking about they were being completely sincere even though that is insane mm-hmm. hey leave hey let's abandon your entire job because you got along really well with the caterer yeah I mean like I, I would go I like I wouldn't leave my job I would go out for a drink yeah maybe a cup of coffee like, like Mm-mm-mm. Not leave my entire job, especially during the holidays. Getting together during the holidays is so hard. You're bu- you're normally booked like six months in advance. Yeah, it, yes. Yeah. Twenty twenty world is different, but normally, like I normally, remember my like my mom sending out the Yankee Swap confirmation mm-hmm. date back in like as soon as Easter was over, like in June, exactly. we would get the email being like, so yep. the, like the Save Yankee Swap is going to be this date. Basically, after Thanksgiving. Expect your friends to not be available on the weekends. Except maybe during COVID, but then you shouldn't see Maybe your during anyway. COVID, but like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, or speaking even during, of COVID. Or even during COVID, like, yeah. There are, so, like, I remember, especially back in March, like, I was just saying yes to any Zoom invitation yep. that any I was like. Zoom invitation, anything that was happening, I was like, yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll like, go. My social I don't think I went to like booked. half of them, but yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think I went to half of them. They're like the random Facebook events where they're like, here's a talk back with somebody that you sort of are interested in. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then I didn't go to those. But like, yeah, I was trying to like book myself. But yeah, you're right. Speaking of Zoom, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Zoom power move where she video chatted into that meeting she was not supposed to go to. Um, she was a generic Wall Street person. Um, but I thought it was really weird that they were trying to force her to sell, sell her shares and basically force her out of the company that she helped start. And it was all because she had this one idea to lower the minimums so that way small businesses could participate in what they were doing and people could like do stuff for retirement, right? Uh-huh. I, I don't know the details because this is just from my knowledge of business things, which is admittedly not a lot. But I just feel like that's not exactly how things would happen. I don't think you get forced out of a company because no one likes that one idea you came up with. Or, like, one person doesn't like that one idea you came up with, and so they try to talk everybody into forcing you out. That just seems a bit extreme to me. It's a little bit much. But if anybody knows for sure if that's, like, an actual thing that happens, like... That's fine. Please let me know if I'm wrong. I mean, companies can get very catty for, like, no reason whatsoever. Oh, yeah, they can. They totally can. But, like, the whole thing just seemed very extreme. And then, like, stealing all her clients. Like, that. yeah, that totally happens. I liked that there was that one, even though it was super cheesy, I liked that one client that we saw at the beginning who was just like, you have integrity, big city working lady, so I will follow you wherever you go. But also, like, that was the Hallmark cheese that I liked. Where, yeah, like, that was the Hallmark cheese that I loved. Yeah, and, like, the dad, like, being, like, sometimes you just gotta leave Dars, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought that, that was, was sweet. The, that was the that Hallmark was cheese a, that I mm-hmm. loved. That was such a sweet moment. I, I think I even wrote, that is... Um, oh, yes, we had the obligatory, so, offspring, the house feels empty without you speech. But then I liked how it turned into the dad actually making a point where, like partners are making you miserable and people are trying to push you out of your job maybe staying isn't a good call maybe fighting it is just not the best choice and like the like 
the silly stuff like let's decorate the Christmas tree like that was cute and that was so cute there, I always feel underwhelmed when I decorate the Christmas tree and like the lights go on because in movies they're just like oh, it's so breathtaking I've never decorated a Christmas tree and had my breath taken away by the lights maybe I'm just doing it wrong um I once spent New Year's in Disney World and those Christmas trees will take your breath away just okay saying. well okay but like but they're your also- Christmas tree at home oh yeah, I mean, to me that was always special because like we would always like sing carols. I actually had a Christmas tree decorating party I think two years ago. That was really I remember fun. I went to that. That one was fun. Remember I couldn't when I and to which um, so my partner is Jewish by the way. Like when I told him the party, like he did this. He likes to joke about the fact that he's Jewish. Like please, mm-hmm. let, like I, that needs to be predicated before I say anything. He was like, so you're inviting people over your house to do your chores. Yes, and I was like, "But it's fu- but it's fun." And he's like, "You're in- you're inviting people over so they can do chores for you." And I was like, "But it's Basically. fun chores." I love that. It's like it's like those. <laughs> uh, what are they? The like the, Nathan the alien Pyle, cartoons. I think. Yeah, the little like aliens, like just like outsiders talking about random things. Like, let's touch hands together loudly, and it's like a high five or something like that. <laughs> I-, I love that. Hmm. Yes. He, like, he loves it secretly, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is quite hilarious to hear, like, the outsider's perspective on things that, like, you may consider normal. Especially, like, growing up, like, Catholic. Like, apparently, like, there were things that, like, were very, like, that the Catholic Church does that, like, no other place does. Yeah, literally no other place does. Yeah. My my husband is not Catholic, so when he, 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 like, came with me once for Christmas, and he was just, like, because, you know, like, Catholic churches, they go on for, like, like the mass goes on for two hours, especially on Christmas. So like halfway through, he was like, "Why are we still here?" I was like, "Cause we're not done yet." And he was like, "What?" And then he was he he said something where he asked about the preaches the the priest's wife, and we all just looked at him like, "Bruh, priests can't get married." You oh, that loose. confused me for years, especially it learning did. about Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, well, was especially because, like, like, priests can't get married, but basically everyone else can. Yeah, uh, priests, nuns, and monks cannot get married because yeah. they're married to God. But, like, it's yeah, even, but, like, like learning, everyone else can. Like, when, like, doctor, I remember, like, first learning about Dr. King's, like, I had a dream speech talking when he talks about his two little girls. I was like, but he's a priest. How can he have two little girls? Like, how is that possible? Or, like, I didn't know about- there was a difference between, like, a priest and a preacher until that happened. And I, like, asked, I asked my family, and they were trying to explain it to me. I was like, it doesn't make sense. I was also, like, that kid in, like, CCD, because I remember, like, in CCD, or, like, Catholic Sunday school, like, they would have these, like, Mm -hmm. little packets for us to read that I think they just gave out to, like, all Christian, like, that I think all Christian education groups just use, because it just talks Mm -hmm. about stuff in the Bible, not, like, specific Catholic or specific denomination stuff. And, like, it had a few, like, I was just like, but we're not Christian, we're Catholic! (laughs) Like, I was (laughs) not kidding. My parents always explained to me, like, a Christian, Catholic is Christian, but a Christian isn't a Catholic. Like, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. I was, like, yeah, and I remember thinking Protestants were weird, and, like, having to learn... I remember, like, just the nun kept on dragging on about how awful King Henry VIII was to Catherine of Aragorn, who was so beautiful, and that happened 500 years ago! Oh my god, yeah. So funny. This, like, this is the... And it was, like, Again, I went to Catholic school in, like, the mid-2000s. Like, 
I didn't yeah. know. I didn't go to Catholic school. I went <laughs> it to was CCD. a while ago. I went to CCD in like the mid two thousands. Like, yeah. oh, okay. So the the scene right before Carl tells him that he wants to tells her that she he wants to get back together with her. I wrote, oh my god, Carl, go away. And because he tricks her into saying like, oh, your mom is in the kitchen and well, she I needs you. She's stuff. like, oh my god. Okay, so. I wrote, I can't believe he tricked her into going to the kitchen by saying her mom needs her. However, my aunt did that to, I think, my cousin once at Thanksgiving, but it was literally to steal her seat. Like, she went like, oh, your grandmother needs you. And, like, we're trying, we, we're good grandchildren, so, like, my, my cousin, like, got up. She was like, oh, okay, Grandma, what's wrong? And then my aunt just took her seat because there weren't enough comfy chairs. <laughs> so I was like, this is just savage carl also romance tip this is the other unofficial segment that i do if she's moved on after breaking up with you and you see her flirting with someone else you have no business telling her what to do or that she needs to get back together with with you um and you also have no business trying to weasel your way back into her life there Mm -hmm. we go that's my ted thank you for coming to my ted talk Okay, and so before we go into our official segments, because we do have to give awards, Um, I can't believe we're giving awards to this. Uh, Of course, yeah. We also cannot do the chamber pot because this was made a year ago. No, I think we can. I think think the chamber pot would probably be things that didn't age well. There was no diversity in this movie, like at all. There was no LGBTQ plus representation. Pretty much everyone, it it had the diversity of the Republican National Convention. Mm Mm-hmm say about that what you will what also didn't age i think like it was very capitalist it was very pro capital well it was pro small business though that and is it was true. pro but like was... fundraisers which is always like okay yeah but it wasn't pro business in the sense because it was like it's pro small businesses because like the whole thing was that she wanted to help pro, like business like people pay for college like that guy from the beginning who sold her the coffee except for when like they asked for sir like they at they were supposed to get paid for the services they were providing like yeah yeah that that's definitely the thing that sticks not, out to that me. never that i feel like that never ages well is just expecting people to do work for free like yeah. i get that it's a fundraiser and you don't like all the money is supposed to go to like the children but it's like you have you still have to pay people for the things that they you do. have to cover the costs yeah you have to cover the costs and, like, usually it's just, like, that comes out of, I guess, like, either the fund for, like, the company that they're doing, or, like, the, the, I guess, Pemberley League would mm-hmm. come out of that, because they would probably have money set aside. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that, bo- that definitely did not So that age did well. not age well. So that's where I'm, like, okay, it's, like, a little not as small business, because they're trying to, like, oh, if you want to make it as a small business, you have to give up the free time. Like, that, mm-hmm. like hurt small businesses i feel like yeah and so that is the chamber pot now um i'm on the rotten tomatoes page because i was just so curious and it has oh my a god tw- it's like a two right it has a 25 percent approval rating yeah it's like two star i liked it enough i don't i think i'd give it like a three like it was just super cheesy it's also a hallmark movie like it's not fair to compare a hallmark movie to like citizen kane they're not the same Yes, but I think, like, again, we have to, like, Colleen and I have to look at this through the critical lens of, is this Pride and Prejudice? Would Jane Austen approve? Jane Austen would not approve. No, it would not have been her. She would have, I feel like Jane Austen would have been infuriated because she put a lot of, like, 
all of she the stuff so that she left, mm-hmm. all of like pro- like the zany, so- like her even her silliness wasn't used. Like yeah. all the stuff that she put so much thought and intention into was just not used. It's the only way it's similar to Pride and Prejudice is on the surface level with names. And even then, like, even then, barely. It's just to get people who maybe it's just to try. It was like trying to market to people who may not have watched a Hallmark movie before. Mm-hmm. Which yes, yeah. okay, they got me, but still, you got me. You got uh, me. And okay, so most annoying character. Most annoying character. Ooh, that's tough. They were all kind of annoying. They weren't. Think- they didn't have enough personality to be annoying. They didn't. Um, I'd say her friend was the most annoying. Because her friend, I don't know, her friend just really annoyed me. I don't even remember her name. She was that notable. Um, Darcy's best friend, supposedly, who was like, you should give up your entire established career and life in in New York and come back home because you got along well with the caterer who's my bro- my boyfriend's brother. Like, that just... Who asks their friend to do that? I feel like the most annoying character for me was just the auto-tuned choir, because why are you auto-tuning children's voices? Like, they're supposed to sound like a kid choir. Why are you auto-tuning that? (laughs) What about the original carolers? Maybe they were the most annoying character, because, like, why were they so bad? Also, like, I feel like if you threw a dime, like, out on the L.A. streets, you could find, like, like, a starving actor who could sing. Like, you could Mm -hmm. find that pretty easily. There's somebody. You could find somebody. You, like, what they really needed was more people. They could have shelled out some more money for that, personally. Also, the point of caroling is you sing with the carolers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody was singing. They were all just like, hmm, chestnuts, yay. The point is you sing with the carolers. Yeah, uh, like, the point is you, yeah. They were just watching. Like, that was boring. <sighs> so, so that was the um, Kitty Award. Or no, that was the Lydia Award. Yeah. The Lydia Award goes to either the carolers or the auto-tuned children's choir. Um, or, or her best friend. Or her best friend. We that's, have more awards that we're giving out than we do host of this podcast. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm most one. clueless character. I feel like Carl, because he still thought he could get back together with this girl, and he's like, no. Just, no. She doesn't, like, she made it very clear she doesn't want to be with him, and he just kept sticking around, hoping, hoping, and just, ugh. I was going to say the brother's wife who's pregnant, because when, like, Darcy's just like, yeah, we're broken up for good, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, they've been broken up for a month, lady. Yeah, they've been broken up for a while. Um, Also, I think the other thing that I put is like, oh, well, I can't climb a ladder to put an angel on top of the tree, so I guess Darcy has to do it. I'm like, can pregnant people not climb ladders up, like, up one feet? I I know they're not supposed to, but then... And, like, two minutes later, she's like, oh, I can wait tables and, like, bartend. It's like, but I wish That's someone had called her. work. I wish someone had just called her. That's definitely more extraneous yeah. than lifting your arm to put the star on top of the Christmas tree. But I kind of wish someone had been like, wait, what? So she could have admitted, like, like, they could have acknowledged it and she could have just been like, oh, I just didn't want to put that on the tree. And that would have been fine and I would have laughed. But no, they can't have personality, apparently. Or they could have been, like, or, like, she could have admitted, like, well, I just wanted Darcy to put it on because she's had such a rough year. Like, even, like, that kind of, like, cheesy thing, I would have been, like, oh, Like, so, uh, can we recommend Pride and Pride, Prejudice and Mistletoe? If you want a cheesy Hallmark movie, yes. If you want a Pride and Prejudice retelling, no. thank no. you. <laughs> All right, so tune in next week when Colleen and I are going to try to write our own 
Hallmark-esque Christmas dun, play. Dun, dun, dun.